Very happy Independence Day to y'all. I hope uh, you've had the chance to have some good barbecue and fireworks shooting uh, despite the COVID restrictions. And I guess too, have had the chance to watch one of my favorite movies, Independence Day, Will Smith. I'm not being paid by him <laughs> for this endorsement. <laughs> Will Smith leads America, American Air Force, to, d to defeat invading aliens. It's awesome, makes you feel really patriotic. And it was played about 50 times this week <laughs> during Independence Week on TV. Earlier this week, I was not watching Independence Day. I was, wa I was having some ice cream cake with some seminarians who are friends. The reason's obvious, ice cream cake is my favorite. But I asked them, what should I preach on this weekend? I got nothing. And to my surprise, they gave me some good stuff. And so this is me crediting them. <laughs> uh, and it's also a plug to remember our seminarians uh, with your prayers. Uh, we have really good men studying to be priests, and I was reminded of that this week. Um, but they need prayer, and we need prayers from many more vocations to priesthood or religious life, so please do pray for them. But something they shared with me, apparently, there's a tradition about Jesus the carpenter. As you know, Jesus' foster father was Joseph, and he was a carpenter. And so presumably, that's the trade that Jesus himself would have learned as he grew up and what he would have practiced before his public life of ministry. The legend is, is that Jesus the carpenter, carpenter had an expertise. He was particularly good at yoke making. People reportedly came from miles around with a team of oxen to get a yoke specifically made, specially made, by Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus spent considerable time measuring the team of oxen, getting the size of their shoulders down exactly. In less than a week, the team of oxen would be brought back. Jesus would place the yoke on them, check for rough places, and smooth them out. He would make slight cuts and adjustments so that the yoke would fit perfectly that particular team of oxen. Whether or not this is historically exactly accurate, I don't know. It does make perfect sense with what we do know about Joseph and Jesus' carpenter trade. Whether or not it's exactly right in all its historical detail, to me, doesn't really matter. And if it's not exactly true, I'm going to file it under, well, it should be true. You can see why a legend like this would grow up in the circles of the early and ancient church. It perfectly gets at the meaning behind Jesus' invitation today. Here's his invitation. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Who here, who here has not felt the burdens of everyday life? Who has not experienced the sufferings of this present age? Who here has not experienced the anxieties which frequently, which frequently afflict the human heart and the human soul? 
And who here, who here would not prefer to accept the invitation that Jesus makes and who would not prefer the rest and the peace which he offers? Jesus says, for my yoke is easy. The Greek word translated as easy here literally means well-fitting. And so Jesus is saying to us, for my yoke is fitted exactly for you. My yoke, my task, my duty, my mission I have for you, it's fitted, it's designed, it's smoothed out, it's cut exactly for you, for your shoulders, for your life. The idea contained in this invitation is very, very, very simple. Jesus knows your heart. Jesus knows your burdens. Jesus knows your life. And he designs and shapes the events of our lives because he knows our heart. Even the challenges and sufferings that life contains, when related to Jesus, when connected to Jesus, when viewed from Jesus' standpoint, even the challenges and sufferings of life are designed for you and for me, designed to fit my shoulders exactly. This is what a disposition, perhaps you've heard this phrase before, to abandon ourselves to God, abandonment to the will of God. This is what a disposition of abandonment to God's will is all about. Whether or not that it's possible to live like that, with complete abandonment to God and to his will, or whether or not that's even practical with all the daily responsibilities that we have depends on whether or not Jesus can be trusted when he says, my yoke is designed for you. My yoke is fitted for you. Living with abandonment and surrender to the will of God is about confidence that Jesus does design a yoke for us that he does design a life for us, that he does design a mission perfectly fitted for me and only for me, and only I can walk in it and accept it. It's about the choice to reject the yoke of the world and the anxiety and confusion that comes with it. Saying yes to Jesus and accepting Jesus involves a rejection it involves a rejection, a firm rejection, of all that does not come from him, which includes especially anxiety and confusion and running the rat race. Abandonment to the will of God is about an indifference, we could almost say. An indifference, I don't care, to a certain extent, about what happens each day because something essential remains the same. No matter what changes, what presses upon me today that was different from yesterday, on and on and on. There's a certain indifference there because something essential is exactly the same day after day after day. Jesus knows my heart. Jesus guides my path. And Jesus himself, and the yoke that he has designed for me, the life that he has designed for me, is my fulfillment.